Hey, let me ask you a question. Have you ever gotten a gift that you never used? Have you ever gotten a gift and then never used it? I was thinking back a number of years ago, my in-laws gave me what I thought was a really cool gift, and I couldn't wait to use it. It was these uh, lifting straps, and it's not like weight lifting straps, but it's these straps that help you to lift heavy things like furniture or appliances. I got a picture of what they look like. See, see how wonderful they are? Like this lovely couple has no problem lifting this washing machine. I was also thinking they're, they're also great for relationships, like, or, or maybe not. Like it would be a good um, opportunity to see just how well two people mesh together. I'm thinking of incorporating this into my premarital counseling. But uh, anyhow, um, I got these, these lifting straps, so excited, and then I put them on the shelf in the garage, and I just completely forgot about them. And then one day I'm going through the garage cleaning up, and uh, I discovered them, but I also discovered that my dog had found them first, and they had become chew toys. I never got to use the gift. I never got to use the gift. Now, did you know that God has given you gifts? He's given you all kinds of gifts, but sadly, many of us have put them on the shelf. We've forgotten about them. Or maybe he's given you gifts and you aren't even aware that you have them. See, these gifts are like those straps. They're meant to lift up, to strengthen, to encourage not only ourselves, but the body of Christ, the church. And so we want to look at what are some of these gifts this morning. We're going to continue where we left off from last week. So we were in Romans chapter 12 last week. It's page 12 or 1123, I believe, of your church Bibles, if you want to turn there. We're going to go over verses 3 through 8 again. So uh, turn there, if you will, join with me, beginning in verse 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. In accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So last week we focused on verses 3 through 6a and really on two major points. The first one is this. Don't think too highly of yourself. Don't think too highly of yourself, too highly um, that you ought. Because if you do, then you may become proud and, and arrogant. But also, don't think too lowly of yourself. Because then you might fail to exercise the gifts that God has given you. So don't think too highly of yourself, but also don't think too lowly of yourself talks about sober judgment. We were talking about this, that um, we need to avoid the comparison trap, the comparison trap, especially when we're comparing our gifts to somebody else's gifts. Because when we do that, what happens? We either think too highly of ourselves or 
we think too lowly of ourselves. We need to be humble. We need to be mature. We need to embrace the gifts that we've been given. So that was the first part. And then the second part is this. Um, don't let your charisma outpace your character. Don't let your charisma outpace your character. So charisma is talking about our gifts. So don't allow your gifts to outpace your character. You may be an incredibly gifted person, but if you don't have the character to match, then you're probably going to cause damage or harm to others and probably to yourself as well. Don't allow your gifts, your charisma, to outpace your character. Be humble yet again. Be mature. So those were the two major points. Now this morning we want to look at what some of these gifts are. What some of these gifts are. But the first point I want to make is this. Every one of us has gifts from God. Every one of us has gifts from God. Every one of you has gifts from God. And I want you to identify some of those this morning, and I want you to embrace them, and then I want you to use them. See, um, some of us, I think, have put them on the shelves, right? Or, or maybe we didn't even know we had them. I, I want you to discover or rediscover, perhaps, your gifts, and then begin to use them. Now remember, Paul's using the analogy of the body, so we're part of a body, that's what the church is, we're the body of Christ, and we all have a different role to play, we're these different parts, and some may appear more prominent, but none are less important. Some may be more prominent, but none are less important. For instance, the mouth may speak great words of wisdom or encouragement or comfort, but without the mouth, or without the tongue... Without the voice box, the mouth is pretty much ineffective, isn't it? See, the mouth may be the prominent body part, but it can't operate effectively without the tongue and the voice box. Same thing in the church. Like, I may be able to stand up here and, and like, I'm in this prominent position, but, but I can't be effective without those guys in the back, without the guys that are running the sound and the lights and the video, or... or um, without the, the folks that are pouring into our children in, in the other building over there, we, we can't sit here and really take all this in. Without those folks who are really just um, loving on our children and teaching our children the ways of God in ways that I, I don't communicate effectively to children from up here, we'd be ineffective, right? Some parts are more prominent, but none are less important. So remember that we all have a gift. We all have multiple gifts. We need to use them. Now, um, what are the gifts? So I touched on this last week. We see right here in Romans chapter 12, Paul lists some of those gifts. But he also does that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And then again in Ephesians chapter 4. And then 1 Peter, um, Peter in 1 Peter, he gives us a list of still more gifts. Now, this, this is not an exhaustive li list of gifts that God has for us, but, but it's a good start. And so I want to share those gifts with you, and I'm going to put them into like three different categories just so we can um, remember them perhaps a little bit better. God didn't have these categories, but I, I just think they're beneficial to us. And the three categories are this. Um, the first category is serving gifts, so we're going to talk about serving gifts. Second cat category, speaking gifts. And the third category, sign gifts, sign gifts. 
So um, I'm going to hit these pretty quickly. As I told the first service, um, if you want, email me, and I will send you my script, my sermon, so that you have all this in case you're not um, quick at taking notes. And some of you guys, you don't look like you're taking a single note. Like, so I'm telling you, I'm going to share some things that are actually worth writing down. But if you don't want to write it down, email me, please. Like somebody email me. Like my ego is, fra- ego is fragile. Email me. I will send you the sermon, okay? So far, no emails um, from the first service. But anyhow, I'm, I'm counting on you all. Here we go. So mercy. One of the, the first serving gifts is mercy. And it's this keen ability to express compassion and, and empathy for somebody, especially somebody who is suffering, mercy, hospitality. It's an eagerness to invite others over, to invite others in, to reach out, um, even to welcome strangers in. The gift of hospitality, discernment. This is a wonderful one. The ability to quickly perceive right from wrong, good from evil, what is of God and what is not. Discernment. Helps or service. This is pretty straightforward. It's this desire to help people, to serve people, helps their service. Administration, the, the ability to, to organize people, projects, possessions, to, to really um, do things in an orderly fashion or manner. Administration, giving, ex- exhibiting this generosity toward God, generosity towards other people. Meeting the needs of the financial needs of the church, um, meeting the financial needs of, of others, or just having this desire to bless people in a financial way. And then there's faith. And this is uh, a little different just than just the, the faith that hopefully we all have in Jesus Christ. This is a, a faith that is a special ability to envision what God has for us, and then the trust that he will do it. To envision what God has, and to trust that he will do it. And so those, just rather quickly, are the serving gifts. Now, again, it's not an exhaustive list, but it's a good start. So then from there, we have the speaking gifts, the speaking gifts. The first one's apostleship. Now, that may seem a little weird, like why is that in the speaking gifts category? I mean, it needed to go somewhere. So it's in the speaking gifts. We're leading with that, so it's apostleship. This is sort of like the gift of um, entrepreneurialism. So maybe you're an entrepreneur. Like, you love starting things, especially starting new ministries. Maybe you have the gift of apostleship or the gift of teaching. You you can take um, biblical concepts that that may be rather complex, and, and you can just make them really relevant and simple and understandable, able to apply to your lives. That's the gift of teaching. There's uh, shepherding. Shepherding, it, it's a great gift, the ability to provide godly counsel and um, guidance and discipleship. The God, it's this God-given gift of shepherding. And then there's encouragement. We, we all need encouragement, don't we? And it's the desire, the ability to, to motivate other people to encourage one another. Um, What the word literally means is to pour courage into somebody, to pour courage into somebody. That's what it is, this gift of encouragement. And then uh, leadership, that's a gift. The ability to to really cast a a clear vision, to uh, set a direction, then to have others follow you, to realize that vision, that direction, leadership. And then wisdom. I love this one. Don't you? 
You ever think about that? This, I love what God says about this. That wisdom, it, it, it's this, this godly insight into situations and circumstances and, and the ability to navigate through them. And, and wisdom is something that if you're lacking wisdom, do you know what God says? He says, ask, doesn't he? You want more wisdom? Ask. Just, just ask. Why don't we ask for more wisdom? God wants to give us more wisdom. And all he says is, ask. If you lack it, ask for it. I'll give it to you. Wisdom, what an amazing gift. And then knowledge. It's the ability to research and, and also to remember information, the gift of knowledge. So those are some of the speaking gifts. And then finally, we have the sign gifts. Now, these are really cool gifts. Um, they can get a little wiggy if you're not careful, right? Like some of us feel really uncomfortable with these sign gifts. Sometimes this is a lot of, a lot of where people's character doesn't match the gifts. And when that happens, all kinds of problems erupt. But um, we begin with miracles. Miracles. Like the, the ability to, to ask God to, to do really the impossible, like part the Red Sea, bring down fire from heaven, miracles. Some people have that gift. Isn't that amazing? Or, or how about this one, healing. You know, the ability to, to ask God to bring healing into somebody's life. And that may be physical. It, it may be spiritual. It, it may be emotional. But the ability to ask God and he brings healing into somebody's life. That's one of the sign gifts. Um, there's prophecy. This is, this is a great one. So that's the ability to communicate a, a God-given message. The ability to communicate a God-given message. And again, this is, this is one of those gifts, too, that God says, I, I want you all to desire this. I want you all to prophesy, to bring my message to the people. Then there's tongues. Now, this really gets crazy, right? I get you've been in some of those settings, and people are quote-unquote, speaking in tongues, you're like, okay. I'm not quite sure this is of God, but let's run with it. So there are two different types of tongues, if you will. So one may be like a prayer language. So the Bible talks about this prayer language where you're praying in this tongue, and it, it really sounds kind of like gibberish that nobody, nobody understands except God himself. That's a language. That's, that's called speaking or praying in tongues. And then there's another one that is basically just being able to speak an unknown language. For instance, like say we had some Japanese students here and, and they don't understand English, and all of a sudden you get up and you start interpreting, you're speaking their language to them. And God has done that, and, and sometimes he will use you to primarily communicate the good news of Jesus Christ to these people in their native tongue so that they can understand. And you never took Japanese one day in your life. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Like, all of a sudden, you get this gift of tongues. You're like, wow, that would be awesome. So that, that would be one. And then there's the interpretation of tongues. That would be another um, sign gift where you can hear this foreign language, again, that you didn't know before, and all of a sudden, you can interpret it. An amazing thing takes place. These are all gifts that we have in this room. Some of us have put them on the shelf. Some of us have no idea that we even have these gifts. But God says, I've given you all, all gifts. Now, here's, here's the thing. What good are the gifts 
if you don't ever use them, right? If God has given you a gift or he's given us multiple gifts, we need to use them, not just for our sake, but for the sake of everybody else, the body. If you're not using your gift, the body's suffering. Listen to what Paul said again, beginning in the second half of of verse 6 through 8. He said, if your gift is prophesying, then do what? Prophesy. Prophesy in accordance with your faith. Again, make sure you have the proper character. Um, If it's serving, serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it. Do it diligently. And if it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. You have gifts. Use them. Use them. It couldn't be more plain or simple. You have gifts, so you need to be using them. Now, um, while we may not possess all these gifts to the same degree, do you know we still need to act upon these gifts? For instance, like, I can't say, you know, I don't have um, this gift of mercy. You know, I don't feel the compassion and empathy for for people like like carolyn or or penny do and therefore i don't have to be merciful (laughs) isn't it great like man to heck with you all (laughs) no like i still have to be merciful don't i right now i might have not have this natural gifting like they do this high level of of mercy but i still have to be merciful right Or, or did, did you guys see the, the table out there for the moms? Let's hear it for the, the moms today. Now, wasn't that, wasn't that a beautiful presentation? You know, I could look at that and go, you know, I just don't have the gift of hospitality like Debbie Trout. Like, I can tell you Sutton doesn't. Because uh, if you were here last year, moms, what, what did you get last year? You got like a candy bar. Like, here's a candy bar. You know, and the reason I know that was terrible, it was my idea. You know, it was like, <laughs> like, here's a candy bar. And then I look today and I'm like, oh my goodness, like, if you're a mom, you must really feel special. Well, just because I don't have that gift of hospitality, I can't go, well, I don't have to be hospitable. Like, sorry. No, I still have to be hospitable, right? I need to reach out, invite people in. I still need to be hospitable. Or, or how about giving? I could say, you know, I don't have the gift of giving like John Milko over here. Um, therefore, I don't have to give. And I certainly don't do it joyfully, so I'm doubly, you know, off the hook here. No, we all have to give. If you've read the Bible at all, you know, like, we're called to give at least the first 10% back to God through his church so that his church can function. That's called a tithe. Like, that's, that's a requirement for all of us. But then we're also supposed to give to the needy. Those people in need, we still have to give. You can't say, I don't have the gift of giving. You still have to give. But some people really have that gift. And they love giving, and they have the ability to give and give and give. God bless them. That may not be your extra measure of gifting, but it's somebody's. And if that's your gift, then use it. Then use it. Give generously. And I could go on and on. Um, But we all have gifts, and we need to use them. And it's not because um, it's all about us. It's really because we're part of this body. And if we don't 
fill that role, if we don't use our gifts, then the body suffers. So if you're gifted and you're called to fill a role and you don't, what happens? Well, it may go unfulfilled. But more than likely, likely you know what's going to happen? Somebody else is going to step in and they're going to take that on because they can't stand to see this suffering. And so they're going to pick up whatever this role was and they're going to start doing it. But they're not going to do it as well as you would because that's your job. That's your role to play. Nobody's going to do it quite like you do. And here's the other thing, that that person who picks that up and is, is doing or fulfilling this role that you're meant to fulfill, what happens to them? They start getting weary, and, and they're just feeling like, I'm, I'm getting burned out. I'm overwhelmed. It's because they're doing something they're not supposed to be doing. They're doing something you're supposed to be doing. We all have gifts. We all have a role to play specifically in the church, and you need to do it. You need to do it. It's that plain, that simple. And here's the thing. It's not a burden. It's a burden when you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing or you're not gifted to do. But if you're gifted and you're filling, fulfilling that role, it's joy. It's a joy to do that, right? All of a sudden, you're like, wow, God has given me these gifts, and I'm able to use them. This really makes me feel good, and, and you know, I've got a purpose that is, is really not just for today, but for all of eternity, and you start to live in that, and you, you find the joy in serving others because, again, the, the gifts that you've been entrusted with, they're not just for you to enjoy, right? They're for who? Everybody. Everybody. The body of Christ. Enjoy them. Enjoy them. Now, let me share something with you that, that struck me as I was preparing that kind of went against everything that I thought was right from an etiquette standpoint. It's, it's this idea of desiring all the gifts. Desiring all the gifts. Specifically, it says prophecy. Prophecy. This is what God said in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. It says, follow the way of love and eagerly, eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. Desire all these gifts, especially prophecy. I don't know about you, but like in my mind, that just seems rude. It, it seems selfish. So I, I should desire all the gifts? It reminds me of trick-or-treating. You know, like you show up on somebody's doorstep and you're like, here, give me candy. You know, and you got these expectations and they give you candy and then you look down and you're like, nah, you couldn't afford the, the full-size candy bars? <laughs> like, you're like, like you went to Sam's and you got the fun packs? Thing. <laughs> really? Like I wanted more. I want more. And sometimes I think, think of it that way, but I'm misguided because desiring the gifts it's not about me. Like, I should desire the gifts, all the gifts, because I want to serve you all more and better. Like, that's the heart of God. And, and I, I've gotten a little glimpse into this from time to time, like going to the store with some of my kids. And it's happened probably with um, each and every one of them. And they'll see this thing over here, and they're like, Dad, can, can we get this? And usually my response is no. Um, just because I'm cheap, but the, uh, 
anyhow, they're like, I'm like, I don't know about that. And they're like, no, I, I want to get it for one of my brothers or one of my sisters. And all of a sudden, my heart begins to melt. Any parents relate to this? You're like, oh, I thought you just wanted it for yourself. Now, I, I know they would really like this. I want to get it for them. And then I'm like, if we're at the dollar store or five below, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> we'll get that. Somewhere else, maybe not, you know. <laughs> but, you know, like that's the heart of a father. That's the heart of God. Like, oh, it, you want to get this because you want to share it with your brother or your sister? Absolutely. Like, I, I, I want you to desire all the gifts. If that's your attitude, I, I want to give them all to you. I want to give them all to you in greater and greater measure. That's the heart. That's the heart of God. So, um, with that said, we all have these gifts. But sadly, I think some of us have, have put our gifts on the shelf and maybe forgotten about them. Some of us probably have gifts and, and we've never even realized it. Well, I want to tell you, there, there's lots of different resources out there to help you discover the gifts that God has for you, that he has already given you. There are things called spiritual gift surveys and inventories and quizzes, and you can just Google those things. There are personality tests. We love those, right? Like, what's your Enneagram, right? You know, things like that. Like, all those things come together, and they help you discover your unique gifting. And we put some of them on our website. So if you're looking for some of these tests to try and figure out what your gifts are, go to our website, and you can take a couple of these tests, and it will help. Another thing you can do is just ask people that are close to you. They're going to speak into you, and they're going to say, you have these gifts. Like, you may have the gift of playing music, and so you need to do that. You need to use that, right? And a lot of times we're apprehensive. We don't want to put ourselves out there. Well, if God's giving you this gift and you're using it humbly, maturely, not just for your own edification, but for everybody else, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Don't shy away from that. And so we need to rediscover or maybe discover for the first time what those gifts are and then what? Use them. Use them. To help you use them, when you came in, there was this little card sitting on your seat. You probably shoved it to the side, right? I want you to pull those out now because um, they're meant for you to use. And so um, I want you to put your name on it. And then I want you to look over this list, and I want you to check a couple boxes, all right? I want you to check a couple boxes. Now, that you're not making a commitment right now that you're going to serve in these areas, but you're going to get some more information because you probably have a natural leaning towards some of these things because they're your gift in this. Don't, um, don't do this. Don't say, you know what, I'm just going to go home and pray about it. You know what? Maybe a couple of you will go home and pray about it, like, earnestly. Most of you, that is a euphemism for I'm not going to do it. All right, I, I'm going to pray about it means I'm not going to do it, and hopefully you're going to forget about it and not bring it up next week, okay? Like, that's what it means. So, no, I want you to fill this out, and then we've got these boxes back here. Some of you guys are not familiar with these. This is where we put money, all right? And so, that, like, that's like when you're leaving, you put the offering and stuff in there. That, did you know that? Like, yeah, that's what it is. But So you have something to put in there today. You can put these forms in there. And then our people are going to contact you, and they're going to say, hey, you check this box or that box, and they're going to give you some information. 
Now, you are not on the hook at this point, all right? Relax, relax. But we want to get you some information. We want to provide an avenue for you to use some of your gifts to do your part so that somebody else isn't carrying a load that they were never meant to carry. We all have gifts. We all have a role to play. Help us help you do that. Fill those out. Thank you. We have gifts. What are you doing with your gifts? Are they sitting on a shelf, collecting dust? Or are you completely unaware of just the magnitude of the gifts that God has blessed you with? Use your gifts, not just for your sake, but for the sake of everybody else in the church. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much that you are so incredibly gracious. You you don't just, Jesus, you didn't just come to save us so that when we die, we we get to be in heaven. No, you you came to save us where we would die to ourselves, begin to live for you and live for others so that we would have a greater purpose right here and right now. And some of us have been missing out on that. And, And we failed to recognize the gifts that you have blessed us with. And we failed to use the gifts that you have graced us with. And so, Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that that would all change. And that we would all get active and that we would all be doing our part. That we would just um, be a part of a, a church and um, not just that church serves this, this local body, but our community and um, our country and the world around. Lord, we have such gifted people in our midst right here. So Lord, help us just to humbly embrace those gifts and to serve you and others by utilizing them. Help us now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.